Welcome to Villify, the podcast where we celebrate the art of the villain. Join us on a journey as we explore the nuanced brilliance behind characters we love to hate. It's time to appreciate the finer shades of gray in storytelling and uncover the charm that makes villains the unsung heroes of narrative complexity. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Vilify, episode two, season one. Man, it's exciting. I, man, I've, I've had a blast uh, just thinking of all these things. And today we are getting to talk about probably one of my favorite of subjects, uh, just like a villain. I decided not to introduce myself. My name is Clint. And I'm Chris. And we are here to talk Halloween villains. And so Halloween we had a little banter about this. Yeah, off. we did. So is it so explain what Halloween villains mean. So I to me, a Halloween villain is a villain that I get to uh, watch on Halloween and enjoy the movie of being scared and, and all that. No, there's not necessarily like a criteria. It's just how it makes me feel on Halloween night. You know, I like Halloween stuff because I love villains. And so, but I just think it's not necessarily, you know, a Halloween movie, Michael Myers chasing you everywhere in a silly William Shatner mask. It is more like uh, a movie that is, has jump scares, has, uh, it can make you think. Um, and uh, it's usually on the scarier side of things. You know what I do on Halloween? So what's that? I don't watch scary movies on Halloween. Really? What? Well, yes. What I like to do is watch the Halloween episodes of The Office. Oh. And if I run out of those, then I watch the Halloween episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh yeah. Which are some of the best that they have. And then because they do the Halloween heist, and then if I run out of those, then I watch the Halloween episodes of Psych. Did you ever watch that show? I remember Psych. On USA. Gus. Yeah. Gusserific. Some great Halloween episodes. Oh, yeah. They're psych. great. They're so great. I always watch like, I always watch like the Halloween specials but even of like, comedies. Even like Psych had like really fun, like more suspenseful than usual, kind of on the scarier side of their Halloween episodes, you know? And so that's kind of, yeah. that's kind of what it, you know, that's what I view like a Halloween movie is. And I like, like my kids, one of my favorite things to do during Halloween time is, uh, Every day in October, we watch a Treehouse of Horror. And That's so awesome. It's really fun. It is a really, really cool uh, thing, and sometimes it makes me a, a terrible parent. But, you know, it, it, is, it is like I enjoy – I grew up watching Simpsons. This is yeah, one of those shows I wasn't supposed to watch. You know, that was a show that we all gathered around oh the television oh really? at 6.30 on Sundays to watch. My parents said, don't you watch that show. Sarah, Sarah wasn't allowed to watch it. Either. Really? Yeah. And so what I did is immediately went to my parents' room and I watched The Simpsons. And so My parents weren't cool with me watching South Park. I don't know. My parents knew what South Park was. My parents watched it every, every new episode. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. They loved it. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, so, you know, I... I, I so I, we watch Treehouse of Horror on Halloween time. I love Treehouse of Horror, and I, I just love I just like Halloween time. Uh, probably the best Halloween timey thing out there. It's really it's really funny. Uh, but every year I watch it, and every year I'm just shocked of how much I love it. And it's uh it's called Mickey Mouse: The Greatest Story Ever Told. You ever seen that? No. It is amazing and i was going into it like it's a mickey mouse how scary can it be 
It's scary. Le- it's scary. It's legit. There's is it animated? Yes. Because that would be terrifying. It was, it was live action. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine a live Mickey Mouse doing things? He tells three stories and two of them aren't that scary. And then third, he just goes like boom. Boom scary. Okay. And so I recently introduced my daughter to Goosebumps. Oh, the show or the wait, books? Wait, not Goosebumps. It wasn't that. It was on Nickelodeon in the mid to late nineties. Are you afraid of, of, the, of the dark? dark? Ooh. Yeah. That pool episode messed me up, bro. So I I saw this guy on TikTok talking about it. And so one day I got this talking to, to her about it. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure um, there was an episode where a kid got stuck in a pinball machine. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that one? I do. Do you remember who the kid is? No. It's Ryan Gosling. No. Yes. It's Ken? For real. Was he Knuff it, there? I don't know how to respond to that. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch Barbie. He was totally Knuff. But let me ask you, what makes for a good Halloween movie bad guy, villain? All right. First off is he's got to have very, I mean, he's got to be okay with crossing the lines of murder because that's usually what a good Halloween movie is, is he's, is, is he's scary. He's someone who you're kind of afraid is going to take your life away. And so, um, and so he's. Does he's, it have to be a he? Or she. Okay. You're correct. Because actually mine, uh, so we'll get there. And so, but yeah, no, they have to be, they have to be unpredictable. They have to be usually like Halloween villains have to be kind of smart. You know, they have to be someone that like, and some people like the slasher, Mike Myers, I already mentioned him, but, and, and those guys are, are smart. They're more tough and resilient, but they got to be almost supernatural in one area. Like, you know, so Mike Myers is great at his endurance, you know, somehow he walks and he gets to everybody before they can, when they run, it's pretty cool. It's like omniscient and omnipresent. It's weird. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Like I am in a car. I think Jason's like that. I drive 60 miles an hour to the next city. And then what do I see? I see Mike Myers right behind me in the, and I was just running from Mike Myers in the other city. It's crazy. Yeah. Jason's kind of the same way, but Jason's actually like, he's very strong. That's the thing about like Mike Myers is like semi, like he got stronger as they went on. But like he wasn't like super strong. Jason from the very beginning was super strong, and and that was pretty cool. Freddie is supernatural because he can go through your you know he, he, it's so every single one of them have a unique power where they seem like they are they're they're super human almost in in that power and so and how they work off of fear and things like that and so I just I love I just love a great jump scare. Mm. Halloween movie. And I think that's another thing about a Halloween movie it has to be, is it has to be a jump scare. Okay. You have to have scares in it to where you're like, oh, you're like it's got to throw you off guard. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like a, oh, I'm there, you know? Like, so this is uh, the perfect segue. Uh, yeah, because okay. for me, what I what I put down in my notes of what makes for a good Halloween villain is I I don't, I don't, as a defense mechanism, I don't get scared during scary movies. And that's that's because I am I take myself out of the experience. I'm I'm watching the film as a film, as a I wonder how they got that shot. I wonder. Ooh, listen to the music. Oh. Listen to how the they're building tension. So you fourth ooh, wall it. I fourth yeah. wall it. Yeah. That's a great yeah. yeah. So I take myself out of the experience, and I think I learned to do that so that I wouldn't be scared oh. of jump scares. So yeah. you know, you start learning 
Like, oh, that's the trick. This is the trick for how they get you on edge. And then they either, you know, reinforce it with, you know, a jump scare or they take it back and then they get you the next time. So for me, being scared is not the experience, you know, which is, you know, I'm 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 an odd fella. That's fine. But I think for me, what it leaves me with is kind of to where I am with all villains is what is what is the point of the story? Like, what is the villain there for? Right. And so that's a good villain for me is one where I am still thinking about it days later over. Oh, that's why it did this or that's why that's how the rules of this universe work or whatever it may be. So I'm much more analytical. See, I'm, I'm more like days later. I, I'm with you on the days later, but it's more like I put myself right in the middle of that person going, what would I do in that situation? <laughs> yeah. Like they're coming at me. And then I do, man, I jump. I jump at most movies. I'm a very emotional movie watcher. And so <laughs> like, I mean, I am like my, my kids, are, I, I jump and, I, and my jump makes them jump, you know? And so like, and I'm, you know, if you've seen me in real life, I'm kind of a large person. So when I got that jump scare, it moves the whole seat, you yeah. know? And so I just like that. I really love a good, but yeah, I, it's funny. Cause I look at it the exact same. I like to think about it the exact same view a couple of days later of how it made me feel, what it would, what, 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 but I like to put myself in it. Yeah. And so, and I don't know, I've always liked to be scared. I always like to be scared. So I think it's fun. Yeah. No, so, I get it. I, I, well, I don't, yeah. uh, sorry to be clear. I, I don't like to be scared. So that's why I started to not let myself get scared during uh, movies. I think the last time it happened was in the ring. Oh, I I remember coming home and uh, we had one of those rear projection television, like big screens. Um, And I remember I used to sleep in the living room all the time. I remember going and and putting a blanket over the TV and and unplugging (laughs) it. And I was like, this is not manly behavior. I ain't nobody's fool. (laughs) But, you know, when that little girl comes out of TV, there ain't no fix, you know. And then I know now if the TV's on. Evil is afoot. Yeah. Evil is nigh. <laughs> wow. And I Makes need to turn into a I need 16th to get out century Protestant. Because thing. otherwise, I if I if I just like rolled over on the remote, maybe I turned on the TV. But if I wake up and the TV's uh, on, nope. Man. Yeah. I never, Samara yeah. is there. Oh gosh. You knew her name. So Burn in the memory. The scaredest I've ever been in a movie, it's not in my list. The scaredest I've ever been was the Blair Witch Project. And I went and saw it in the theater when we thought that when we thought that the the movie was real, like we were there and like, I mean, there was a, there was a time in the nineties where we were like, this is a documentary. I can't believe it. And like, we were watching it. It's still like held up as like one of the, um, great examples of like guerrilla marketing. It was so good. Right. And we went and I was so scared and you saw those little, little instances in there and you're just like, and the thing that, that scared me, I think that's what put me in it is like, we were like, this is real. There was no getting to that fourth wall when you're watching it thinking it was real. Right. Because you were, you were terrified. And then like the ending, when it ended and just ended so abruptly the way it did. And I was like, oh, and I walked out of there. I remember, (laughs) I remember like looking around the movie theater walls. Like when I was walking out, like, what if this could happen now? Like these kids, we got to find them. I am so, I was ready. I was ready to go to the Eastern part of the United States, since New York and look 
and set up search parties. And then like a week later, they're on, they were given it like a award on MTV. And I was like, oh, you ruined it. We should get into the list. But did you see the sequel? I did not. It's not good. Yeah. That's not like right. Blair Witch 2 that came out in the late 90s or early 2000s. That's absolute garbage. Yeah. But there was one that came out, I think, in 2016, maybe oh. 2017. And no. it's, it's not very good. That's probably why. It's probably one of those movies that's like it, it tops – it like hits so well, like, and so I didn't want to, I didn't want to, yeah. you know, well, like, you know, hit, they yeah. tried to like, it's like the sequel problem of they try to yeah. like establish the lore and deepen the lore yeah. and, you know, it, it, it just, it was, it was more science fictiony. It felt uh, like yeah. than then I remember watching the Blair Witch two and that was not a remake and that was just. Yeah. Terrible. But no, let's talk bad. about a movie that's not terrible. And so let's we're going to go to my slasher villain. And this is an equal opportunity sex villain. Sometimes it's a man, sometimes it's a woman. But I'm going to have to go with my man or woman, Ghostface, from the Scream series. And so they are... That is slasher risk. So the whole friend. series. I like... Well, okay, if I'm choosing my favorite one, it's got to be number one. Okay. Because it was just so good. And I saw it. I remember going to the movie theater, watching that movie, and I had the biggest crush on Drew Barrymore. I was like... I, you From E.T.? Uh, yeah. Well, this was like well past those years. We had, you know, we were roughly the same age. We were like, you know, I kind of grew up like watching her movies and, and everything. And I remember like going, oh, she's she's in this movie. I got to watch. She was like on the poster. I was like, yes. And so, and I remember going into the movie theater and like the first five minutes she dies. Spoiler. And, uh, well, it's 1998. <laughs> you've, you've had, you've had your chance, you know? And so, but just like, I really appreciated how fun the movie was it took slasher films and made them not just like jump scare scary but funny and because they they did and and the scream series doesn't take itself seriously it knows what it is and it does it really really well well there's like a meta layer right of of it was that what was the other film that was it uh Cabin in the Woods. Oh, that was a good um, one. Yeah. Where they're they're good as horror movies by themselves, but the meta layer on top of it yeah. is is Seth Green saying, "Here's the rules of horror movies," yeah. and then those things play out r- real time as uh, he's explaining things, and yeah. it it works it works on both levels. Yep, and you know I I enjoy that. Well, I mean, and you had great bad. Guy. My favorite, my favorite slap, my favorite Ghostface is Stu. And which, so, which one's Stu? He is Matthew Lillard. In yeah, the first one. He was my he was my favorite, and so and I really liked him from other movies too because I thought he was funny. This is kind of his first. Punk yeah, and Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah. That's all I know. <laughs> oh really? Well, I mean, and later on, he was like without a paddle and other things oh, like yeah. that. And and he's actually in the new uh, uh, Five Nights with Freddy. And he, he is that coming up in the next it. in the next. No. Video game movie? Oh, it could be. But man, that is, Villains. man, that was a good one. So, but like, I like Matthew Lillard. I thought he was a great person for the role. He was, he was funny. So you didn't really see him coming. You actually saw him as kind of like a sidekick. In a, and so, yeah, you know, he was, you, it was Shaggy with a machete, you I'll know? Be right back. <laughs> oh, that was one of my favorites. <laughs> and then, you know, and then you thought he died. And then it turns out it was him. Oh, uh, him. And, and I just, I really like Skeet Ulrich in it too. I thought he did great. And so there's a know. human named Skeet Ulrich. Rick in that movie? Yeah, he is Stu. And so Oh, uh, the the main villain? Yeah, oh no, he's Billy. 
Billy. Billy. He's yeah, Billy. I cannot believe I got that wrong. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that actor's name. No, but uh, yeah, so it's Billy. And I like how Billy has, throughout all of the Ghostface, uh, all the Scream franchise, Billy's kind of left his mark throughout the whole thing. And even the newest one, he he does. And it's kind of cool how they wove all of that. And Neff Campbell's always awesome. She was so cool with it. Uh, I mean, you had David Arquette in it. You know, uh, you had Courtney Co- Courtney. You got it. Yeah, Cox, yeah. Courtney Cox, Arquette, I Arquette, think, that's what I was thinking, yeah, for yeah. a little bit. But but you had some just really cool actors from the 90s in it. Because it of it. Scream. Yeah. And so, and so I, I, did, I forgot that's where they met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. And if it's not, uh, who's going to bother looking it up? And do you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the three people listening to this <laughs> will, I'll tell you that. And uh, But I was just, I love, I love just the Scream I, I love just the Ghostface lore. The the how uh, now it's kind of like it's a cult thing when you watch it. Like there's these all these people that are like they 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 bought into the lore. They bought into the cult, and they are like mass everywhere. So you don't really know who the killer is and who's not. And I like how the movies just reinvented themselves over and over again with their villain. It just seems like they took a one dimensional like Scream One where he was a slasher and he wanted to kill his girlfriend and get just get that experience. And they've really explored that villain into a really cool role where his like his 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 the spirit of Billy and Stu kind of permeate through the rest of Ghostface, And it's just cool. I really like it. I really love how the movies make me feel. I really like uh, watching the movies. They always have a great jump scare in them. Um, and you know, like even this newest one that came out, I didn't, I didn't see the bad guy coming. I like it when I don't see it coming. I thought it was one person and then it turned out to be another. I liked that. And this was like the first like the first scream was like the first one that I can remember where the villain wasn't just one person. It was two people working together. And that was a cool little twist. Wes Craven did a fantastic job in that. I didn't see that coming and it was just a lot of fun. And so I just, I really enjoyed the, uh, the, the, that villain. I just thought it was, he was a great villain. He really took a slasher and he elevated it. Hmm. And, and that's hard to do because slashers are usually one dimensional they are. Uh, they only have one thing in their mind, and that's killing everyone. He didn't want to kill everyone. He killed, wanted to kill one person. And I like it because she, uh, Nev Campbell, his girlfriend, uh, because she had to rise up and actually fight something within herself to to beat this. And and he had to actually rise up. It's just like this. They keep pushing each other over and over again to see who can be the best, like who can get over on the top of it. And I just thought that was a really fun thing that they did in the Scream franchises. So my, wow. my slashers go. I'll say for me on the Scream, Scream 1, I, it's funny, I brought up my parents earlier. I remember in 96 or whenever that movie came out in 97, they, they went to go see Scream. It was rated R, so Chris was too young, too couldn't, young. See it. couldn't see it. And they went to go see Scream, and they left the movie early. And I didn't know what movie they had gone to see, but I said, oh, you guys left early? And they said, yeah, I, some some girl got, you know, killed in the first five minutes, and then it was like the next scene, and everybody's just looking sad at her empty desk. And we were like, yeah. We don't want to get out of there. This is oh, the same people really? that watched every episode of South Park. Wow. So a very, very vastly different, you know, uh, takes on media there. But I remember, for me, Scream 1 is uh, fantastic. Yeah. It's it's great. Masterclass in that style of genre of movie. 
but like every other scream, I was like, I, oh. I've either hated it or I just refused to watch it. But they got, they got, they did get hokier. They did, but it knew it got hokier. Like it knows, it's self aware of how, like, like the yeah, like there's a movie yeah, in the movie. Yeah, they, what's it called? Uh, Slash. It's not. What is that it's called? It's like Slash or something. Oh, I don't remember. Well, but I like the fact that Screech. That the, <laughs> from Saved by the Bell. It's just the Saved by the Bell game. Destin Diamond turned out to be like a, a true villain. Yeah, so, yeah. Mean, <laughs> you like, heard it here, folks. Yeah, so, but, you know, like, like they, they, they knew how hokey they got at the end, and I thought that was really cool, but, like, like even the last one where one of the, I won't, I won't give the spoiler away because it's new, uh, but even the, the, the second to the last one, when one of the major characters, a major character in the franchise dies, like, the scream, the ghost face looks at him and says, it's been an honor. You're like, that is ridiculous. I loved every second of it. <laughs> so All right. It was great. So Okay, so I I went very basic oh, for this. Yeah, very basic. basic. Huh? And you've, for the slasher villain, and you've brought him up a few times already, and that would be Michael Myers. Oh. Yeah, from the Halloween series. Literally Halloween. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, of course, that's like where my brain went. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you said Halloween movies. Yeah. <laughs> I was no, like, well, fine. there's really only one. There's only one. I mean, name. we're just going to do six, six Mike Myers. So. Paul Rudd was in like some of the worst yeah. of the uh, I forgot, Halloween movies. I forgot he was in a Halloween yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but I, I will just stick with Michael Myers from... Halloween one. Oh. Um, now, are you talking about the original from the 70s, or are you talking about the Rob Zombie No, Rob, Rob Zombie's Halloween, no. No? No. Nah. That one made, that one, Rob Zombie movies make me queasy. They do. And not in like a, not in like a Quentin Tarantino yeah. final act makes me kind of queasy yeah. kind of way. Because there's always like purpose to that. This is like, this is like, watching Rob Zombie movies is like, the uh, disgusting food aspect of like the Survivor <laughs> show or not Survivor, you know what I'm talking about? Fear talk- Factor. Fear Factor. Yeah. Where it's You're like eat all these like, yeah, roaches. I don't find that entertaining to just have mm. an upset stomach while I'm watching something. That. I can understand that. And he's truly an artist at it. Oh yeah, no. But I mean, I, it's, yeah. it's not art for me. Whatever Rob Zombie is good at, he is good at it. And so, but yeah, and so. Yeah, I get it. But the it's orig- like the definition of not made for everybody, you know, that's not <laughs> yeah. made for me. Well, I so thought, I thought the original was really good. The original, so, yeah, I, I, Jamie Lee Curtis. I've watched that. Mm. I remember. I remember about six or seven years ago, my son wanted to watch that. He was in his mid-teens, you know, yeah. and he was like, well, "Let's watch Halloween." Now, I watched the rated R version. I forgot this was made in the late seventies, early yeah. early eighties. So there's some there's some moments where I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Sarah. I, I yeah. exposed our child to things I, that yeah. he shouldn't have seen." I mean, yeah, rated R movies in the seventies was like pretty bad. Totally, even yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, because I was I was looking up things about another movie I was thinking about talking about was yeah. Event Horizon, and I was like, "There's oh. just casual nudity." Yeah, up through. Maybe the internet age, and yeah. there's probably a correlation to this. Like, was just if it was rated R movie, there had to be like, yeah. there had to just be casual nudity in it yeah. at some point. But anyway, Halloween, Michael Myers for me is when I think about slashers, he is oh, the yeah. bar, yeah. right? No, you're uh, right. You're right I, I feel like in the original Halloween, it seems extremely basic, 
right? If you go watch it, it's a very simple tale. And yeah. It's, it's, it is a slow burn throughout yeah. the, the film, but it is, it is Halloween. Like yeah. it, it captures the leaves falling, Lori just walking down the street and, and, you know, sensing that yeah. Michael Myers might be around her, who happens to be her brother. Yeah. And I that was a good twist. think one of the things for me that I walk away from that film with is that sense of stuff happens in the past mm-hmm. and, you know, two people are involved, multiple people involved, but if you don't overcome that trauma, you know... It always, yeah. always is right back Man. at you. Yeah. And that was one of those ones where I was like, so this is all an allegory yeah. for, for you know, <laughs> mental health and trauma from the past. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Halloween wasn't my, I think it wasn't my favorite because it was such a slow burn, you know? Yeah. And I remember, even, yeah. There's, there's so. a scene. So, so sorry to interrupt, but one no. scene where, where I love the slow burn because he makes a kill in the kitchen, okay? He, like, stabs this kid up into, like, a closet door, <laughs> and he does this thing, and I'll try to do this audibly, where he, he you know, he never speaks, yeah. right? Um, kind of par for the course. His eyes are, you know, masked by the mask, and you, you it's just darkness behind there. So you there's this shot of him, uh, a medium shot. It's him. And the the kid he killed, they're eye level to each other, and he's he's just looking at the kid, kind of impaled into the door uh, by the knife, and he and he just tilts his head, and it's it's haunting, it's weird. Yeah. You're like, what are you thinking? Yeah. What's happening here? What's that supposed to mean? Yeah. And I I don't know. Yeah. And that's what makes it haunting to me because yeah. it it's it's. It's nothing he's doing is is impossible. Nothing he's doing is crazy time. He's stronger than he probably ought to be. Yeah. But it makes for a good. It is well, and that scene, I take it back. That scene was really good. I remember I remember that scene now that you that you did it. I you know, I think uh I think Halloween is another I think I don't think there's a slasher fic that you that you can do the series like that and and not get a little hokey. Yeah. At the, you know, well, like season do, of the right? witch. That's what I mean is that they all do it. They yeah. all. And I think that's why Jason yeah. went to space. Yeah. Oh, gosh. After New York. Jason. He went to hell. You don't need to. Leprechaun you know. went to space. I mean, he needs to stop chasing waterfalls, man. <laughs> Stick to those rivers and lakes. You're used now the to. remakes have were the first one uh, of the Halloween I felt was really good. And wasn't that the one the zombie did? No, 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 no. Well, sorry. Not remakes, but the distant sequels that ignored. Oh. Okay. That ignored all of the other sequels. Yeah. So okay. it yeah. went from like Halloween one in the seventies to two thousand seventeen. Yeah. Uh, all right. And that was those were the first one was I thought was really good. Yeah. And then the then the next two were just overly uh, violent. Kind of lost some of the uh, some of the pizzazz. So going on to from slasher films to another great Halloween genre is the supernatural villain. And so my favorite uh, supernatural villain is Hugh Crane from The Haunting of Hill House. Have you ever seen Haunting of Hill House? Okay. Is, oh. uh, you're talking about the Netflix? No. Well, n- no. That's where we're, we actually... 
are not. I like the Netflix one. I think it's great. I'm actually talking about the 1990s film version starring Liam Neeson and Owen Wilson and yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh. Yeah. Is the girl from uh, X-Men in that? Uh, she's not from X-Men. Or she's thinking? actually from The Conjuring. And so that's oh. where she was. She was, L was a slapping, it was a standing clap. She, you know, the, the hide and clap scene, the... The clap scene. Was this the movie like, that was yeah. like real big on CG? Had a lot of, oh, a lot of CG? It was huge okay. on CG. And I know but what we're talking about, it but wasn't, I'm blanking on it a little I bit. I think the CGI did it injustice, truthfully, because the story itself is really good. My actual favorite part of, of Haunting of Hill House, I use the haunting in the 1990s version because that's usually what people would, would, would uh, notice. But my favorite one is the 1930s version. Right. That is black and white. And I've heard this. super... I'm not lying. It is next level scary. Like it is jump scare to the max. And I loved every second of it. And so there's a part in the 1930s version where Elle is sitting there and she says, because Hugh Crane is this, he's this wealthy tycoon and he wants to, he, he imprisoned all these children to work for him. And then he kills them. He's just a terrible villain. He's a horrid villain. He's just, he, he is, he is, uh, he is great in the in the sense that that he is a villain that you want to see get it at the end, you know. But he's supernatural. He's a ghost, so he's really like you can't you can't like understand you can't like how are we going to get this guy? What are we going to do? In the 1930s version, they're trying to figure out how to you know what what to do, and they're figuring out that the house is haunted and that it, you know these kids are trying to warn L because L is you know L can speak to him, and so they're just trying to trying to get through it. And but there's a in the 1930s version when L is in a room and it's a dark room, and she says, "I'm scared. Would you hold my hand?" And the the uh, the the guy who's in it says, "Of course," and he holds he he holds her hand, and he says, "I'll turn on this light." And he turned on the light, and there's no one around L. And she looks at him and she says, if you weren't next to me, who was holding my hand? And I just remember sitting there Goose pimples. Yeah, goose pimples everywhere. (laughs) So many pimples. And I, I remember... I remember sitting there going, oh, that was great. And the 1990s version had a really good, some really good, like, uh, the CGI, like I said, was kind of hokey, but the story was awesome. I love the fact that, that like, main characters got it. I love the fact that Hugh Crane was, he was a scary dude. I guess and I never connected so, that, that the Haunting of Hill House, the Netflix series, was... Kind of like a play on that, because they're called yeah. the Cranes. Yeah, and it, it, it is. Yeah, there's that, Nelly instead yeah. of L. Yeah, but. and so yeah, it is. It is definitely a play, and it's good. It is yeah. scary. It's a scary story, and I think I liked it too because my last name uh, is Hill. You yeah. know, the Hill and, House. And so yeah, so I was like the Hill House, the haunting. I gotta watch this, and so I, I started watching all of those. But man, it's just so good. There's one another scene. And, and it happens in the 1990s version and in the 1930s version, which I kind of like them. They kind of they go with each other really well, is uh, when they're in this dark room and it's black and white. And I love black and white films because you just get to see the the, the movie shots. You get to see the lighting just so perfectly. You get to see exactly what what they're trying to set up and what they're doing. And they're, they're looking around the room and it's black. And then you look and then you pans right and there's this like lady in white just like screaming, but no one can hear her. That actually is pretty scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. And you're just sitting there like, whoa. And and what these and what's interesting is these kids and these things that were trying to scare them, they weren't trying to scare them. They're trying to communicate with them that Hugh Crane is coming. 
that that the 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 evil guy is on his way. So he needs to. So actually, what's really weird about haunting is what you were really afraid of is these ghosts doing these little things here and there, trying to get L and and everybody's attention. We're actually trying to warn them to get out. Hmm. And so it's really cool. It's a really cool story. But Hugh Crane is my supernatural villain because man, that man is a bad man. I think I would like the 30s version more than the 90s version. The 30s version. But I think amazing. the Netflix version is Netflix. Uh, is masterclass and it is in good. And TV it, yeah. horror and ghost genre. They they do the paranormal effect or the paranormal activity effect where they just change little bits. Mm-hmm. Like oh. Well, you know, like in every, uh, like not in every scene, but in like every episode, there's maybe ten different ghosts just hiding out in the background yeah. of every, you know, like you just so be good. watching and they'll, they'll show the little kid and then they'll cut to another camera and then they'll cut back. And there's like, just, a, you just see the outline of a face in oh, the back. Yeah. Yeah. And then you feel like a kid because you're watching the show. And I don't know if you ever did this, but at times I would be laying down in bed and I would be looking out my door into the darkness of the hallway. And I would say, I would say to myself, is that a face? Do I see a face? Is oh. that a Because, you know, you start yeah. looking hard enough and your brain starts filling in the gaps of what you're looking at. And I'm like, I think I see, I think I see something. And then, you know, you're watching Haunting of Hill House and you're like, I think I see something back there. No, I, I that's just a chair. Oh, but it had to be on purpose. You it's know? so good. Yeah. Uh, I was mistaken. It's a 1963 version. Oh, I was going to say, Black and 30s. White. Sounds very early for like a panning effect. I, and I jumped. Yeah. I jumped ahead on my. But 60s, 60s black and white is yeah. good. Yeah, it's yeah. real good. High so. fidelity. Mm. Then you, when they were switched over to Technicolor, you lose a little <laughs> crispiness <laughs> in the filming. Okay. Uh, my Supernatural. I don't know if you saw this film. It's a little newer. Uh, it's The Demon from Smile. Oh, Smile wasn't right. Did you? So you saw that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyone not familiar, this is the this is the film where a um, she's like a psychologist, a you know mental mental health professional uh, ends up getting ensnared with this force. I called it a demon. I don't know what it is, but the the entity uh, ends up um, uh, kind of possessing a person in their final moments. Um, gets them to off themselves in front of somebody else. And then what happens is that person who witnessed the event gets the demon attached to them. And then it, it messes with them Oof. for seven or eight days. And then, you know, then you, then, then the, the cycle just is doomed to repeat over and over and over again. I just remember that the, the lady walking up to the car and you just see, uh, that was a that was not a cool scene. Now, Actually, it was a really cool scene. One I thing like I don't like in these types of movies is like the common criticism that I have is like, why do the ghost? Why does the thing have to wait so long to like, you know, do what it needs to do? I mean, a T Rex didn't like make its prey scared for seven days before it eats it. You know, uh, well, demons like the you, know, you don't you don't think they have like the best thing and mine for people you know they're like yeah but like you know you play with your food for a couple of minutes and then you eat it you yeah. know you don't like you're not like hey next tuesday i'm gonna eat you you know um, unless it's the fear that he's 
preying on. Yeah, and then I think there yeah. are some like films that play with that idea, yeah. but I don't think that's the case in this. Yeah. But maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it had to drive the subject to the particular point. But I, it, again, for me, this this movie was great because of how it left me. It left me one wondering: Are there? Well, one did any of the events of the movie actually happen, or was it all in her head? <laughs> Ooh. Um, and then two was. Uh, was there actually any way for her to have prevented any of this, uh, to fix any of it, to get out of it, to win? Um, and then three was like, was this this was all an allegory for mental health and dealing with your trauma from the past? Wow, yeah. I'm beginning to see a theme. With I, you. Yeah, there's a theme. There's yeah. a theme. And it's one of those for me. I really enjoyed that movie because it was haunting, because it was it was really well made. But the way it kind of explored the idea of how witnessing something so heinous and so traumatizing can mess with you and how that creates that cycle of of trauma that can go on, right? Yeah. I am not a licensed therapist. No. I just enjoy watching horror movies that really like to pretend they're therapists. <laughs> yeah. <And> so, <laughs> I'm not reading into these, I promise. Yeah. These are oh, these are like what they're here for. It makes sense. Smile through it, you know, smile through the yeah, pain. Smile exactly. Through it. it makes a lot of things. And so, so there's a lot and, and she's a therapist and you know I've talked to therapists about this movie and they're like, yeah, most of the stuff she did in that was like, they would never do that. Yeah. That's not that's not but, you know, it is interesting just because it's like it's I think for all of those reasons I said, for me, one of the things that was most intriguing was like, so maybe she was just crazy. Yeah. Like maybe she saw something crazy happen and it broke her. And yeah. that is there was no entity. There was no thing. It was all in her mind. And then I feel like I took my daughter to go see that, you know, when it came out. And I feel like we talked about it for about four days. Wow. And I think she finally said something that I was like, oh yeah, I guess that wouldn't have happened. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Uh, but that's who I, that's was when I thought about who to pick, I felt like that was the one that's probably resonated with me the yeah, most. That's pretty cool. I, I, I accidentally scared our neighbor's kids like crazy when they came over with that movie. I didn't mean to scare them. You know, but oh, they, you like watched it with no I children. Didn't, I didn't watch it with children. All right. The kids said that I love scary movies. This was out of their mouth. I love scary movies and nothing scares me. And I said, I'm going to show you this preview. You tell me what you think, you know, and she laid down this gauntlet. Let's just say that mistakes were made. <laughs> all right. And so it's actually based on a short. There's a short. That the director oh, made man. a few years before that, and the short is maybe four or five minutes, and it's a it's it's. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's the actress that played the main character with the therapist character who's not in the story. Yeah, and it's tweet the lore is tweaked a little bit. Like I think it turns out she's having a dream, but it's like a uh uh, it 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 just it 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 warps throughout you know, the dream sequence she has and it goes extremely hard and extremely haunting. Really? Yeah. And I was, I, I, I give it props because that's yeah. literally made this short. And then that's what yeah. became, you know, I love, full those, I love little short. Sometimes they're better than the movie itself just because you got only so much time and they just go for it. 
And I love it. All right. So the last of our Halloween villains that we're going to talk about is probably my favorite. Uh, I love this movie. It's probably my favorite uh, movie villain or my favorite Halloween villain. And it is the Jaws, the shark from Jaws. And so I love The shark from Jaws. Yeah. Mastermind of evil. So it's not the villain. He is completely of the Jaws. Villain. Oh man. He had tasted man meat and it needed it. <laughs> man flesh. <laughs> go on. We can hash this out as we go. <laughs> I like, well, I, but I just like, so I love the aspect of like one, it is a classic jump scare movie. It is so good. Sometimes and, literally. And it is like, yeah. And so, yeah, it comes, comes out of the comes water. Out of the water. Yeah. But I just thought I it was so joke. cool, like how they took a, like, I, I like the making of it too, just is really cool, is that it wasn't working. Like Bruce the shark, that's the name of the shark. Did you know the shark had a name? Yeah. And so, yeah. So Steven Bruce Spielberg. couldn't, like, it, it wouldn't work. So they'd shot most of it on anticipation. They used Hitchcockian methods to, like, to build up the suspense until until at the very end when they you actually saw it and moved. But it didn't behave like a normal shark. This is why I think it's a villain. It didn't behave like a normal shark. It seemed to know what was it was supposed to eat and what it was not supposed to eat. All right. It seemed to know where to and, and you could say that's opportunistic. Uh, but I would say, man, it seemed like it wasn't like any shark. Like Quinn, the guy who owned the ship, said this is no shark. This is, you know, he he knows. <laughs> he knows that this is not a regular shark trying to eat things. And so I just think that that, that is a complete 100% classic villain. That, that that shark's like, yep, I want it to be a haunting, child. Right? Oh, yeah. He, and also, yeah. I will go in the water. Yeah. I can't get into a swimming pool right now. I'm out here. <laughs> I can't do that. So, Have you heard the theory that um, that there was no shark? And that no, and that sheriff, sheriff Brody was like, just that was just the story he told of his his relapse of alcohol that resulted in the ship crash. Oh my gosh! And <laughs> and so they crashed their ship, and you know, two people died, and it was just his story of telling. I have never heard <laughs> that ever. It's like that is so terrible. But that brings me to my yeah. final point yeah. of Are you me Jaws is not it, like Jaws is not the Jaws is like um Jaws is an animal. Sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, the real villain in. Jaws is the mayor. Oh, the mayor is a jerk. He's the villain. He's the land Jaws. He's right? the one who's so, like, guys, it's okay to go in the water. He was he when was they an knew idiot. it yeah. was not okay You're because right. there was an animal yeah. out in the water. There was a doing what animals seri- have a sharp serial teeth. killer animal. I mean, you know, yeah. and that gave sharks a bad rap. Yeah, I don't killed, think. Killed I'm pretty kid. sure, like, I'm pretty sure, like trees. Probably kill more humans on average than sharks. I, no one's going to look that I've up. I've seen Shark Creek. I know that's not a statistic. So, <laughs> but I do think it's not as like dramatic. You're right over that, there. That was. You ever say a joke and you're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Made no, me chuckle inside. No. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's like uh, I I watch that movie and the humans are the victims except for the mayor. Uh, I just think 100% that shark knew what he was doing. 
Well, he so. does in the third movie. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure he chases yeah. uh, um, Alfred um, yeah. from Batman to, to like Jamaica. the Bahamas or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. And I think he. Uh, I don't talk about shows. I think pass, he. I think he the... roars in that one. You're kidding. Like there's like a like a roar sound. I can't. Sharks, I, sharks I that roar. That one. After Going back to those, one, that idea yeah. that '80s movie villains yeah. uh, that get a series all go yeah. real zany. It really bad at the end. Yeah. I get it, but you know, like the one was just so good, and I like the one fact. Is great. I like, and because yeah, they couldn't sh- they couldn't show them yeah. right. I think that's what you were yeah. going to earlier. But it's just like you had some great choir characters like Brody Quinn. You had some awesome uh, Richard Dreyfus. The marine biologist was fantastic. You know, there's some really, really cool scenes. I thought that the mayor is a land villain. He is a jerk. He is a, you know, we have he, a de- designated. He's yeah. the land villain. Oh man, yeah. Yes. He is. He is the antagonist on land. On land, feeding Jaws, and so he he he's completely is. But just you know, I just man, there was just scenes in that movie that stayed with me that scared me. That I thought that you know, like and like I said, I haven't been in the water since and not hear a a a cello go. I haven't heard. Hmm. I haven't. I have. I can get in a bathtub and that's the first thing I think of, because it is just that movie stayed with me throughout the whole time. And when like oh, the classic line, we're going to need a bigger boat, and so just it's awesome. So yeah, that's probably one of my that is my all time uh, one of my all time favorite monster villains. So for me, all righty. Uh, I okay. So now I'm like second guessing um, my choice. I did have a little bit of a hard time between like what do you call a monster versus supernatural because most monsters are kind of supernatural to a degree. Yeah, I chose another kind of recent, a little bit more obscure film called Barbarian. Oh, did you see that? I did see Barbarian. Okay. I feel like I might have told you you have to watch it. I that, don't know. I, yeah. When it I came think out, it was you. When it came out, I was telling everyone, yeah. you Justin, have to watch it. And let's it's not, oh, so gosh. weird. Yeah. It's so good, though. It is. It's disturbing. I watched it with the whole family. <laughs> We're downstairs. <laughs> like a family, family event. Movie. It's like open Christmas afterwards. <laughs> Children's. <laughs> Uh, boyfriend, girlfriend over, we're like eating popcorn and everybody's just <laughs> shrieking the entire time. A fantastic movie. It was good. Very awkwardly paced, yeah. but almost on purpose. Yeah. So it works to kind of like the first half, you kind of think that the guy who plays it in the it movies is going to be the bad guy. Yeah. And you think it's setting up one movie and yeah. then it sets up a completely different it went, film. It took a hard left. Yes. And it was great. And the 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 monster in that movie yeah. <laughs> is is like an eight foot tall product of you know something. Yeah, bad yeah. relationships in the past and malnutrition, maybe I don't I don't, I don't know. know. It doesn't matter. It was creepy. But the other villain is the you know, is the 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 monster's father, yeah. you know. So lots of villains, lots. Oh, of everybody in so this many. movie is is bad, yeah. except for the main character, who's yeah. just kind of trying to make it through life yeah. and then make it through this. Just trying to get a job cops, interview. Yeah. It's it, you know, there's commentary on Detroit, the state of Detroit, you know, mm-hmm. and like, well, the city of Detroit, yeah. the current state of... I, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I knew what you were yeah, talking yeah, about. I yeah. wasn't going to tell you that Detroit's not a state. You were on a roll, man. Words. It's <laughs> <laughs> the state of Detroit, and she's running down the street, and she's like, I need help. And these cops are like, yeah, you know, who doesn't? Yeah. What is this? Uh, you want yeah. drugs? 
Yeah. What's going on? That was a that was a pretty disheartening role. Yeah, that's and the problem is like it 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 was well written. Oh, like yeah. it actually worked. Oh yeah. And so for me, there's so many villains in that, but that villain, the bat the 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 victim villain, yeah. um, the monster in that, yeah. the barbarian, is is like one of those that stuck with oh. me. So when I started writing down like, well, who would be a monster in this? My wife and I literally every time, we call each other baby all the time, and probably one out of five times we'll be like, baby. Oh. <laughs> Which is a great reference from this movie. <laughs> yeah. If you've yeah. seen it, that makes sense. The if you part haven't, that you like, is it. really disturbing about Barbarian is, have you read the videotapes behind? Like he sees the videotapes, and as he's going through in, in oh. the be in the uh the airbnb yeah and everything you should read those it is scary huh yeah because it's like it's like entitled old man old lady and all of these like like all of these like past victims yeah and you're sitting there like oh it is so it is so haunting and so it is very ew, great, great movie villain. I and guess so, Bill yeah. Skarsgård isn't that. He's not a bad guy in that movie. He seems perfectly fine. He's but you know who's he you know who's an underrated. But he's the decoy, like yeah. the red herring. Yeah, you know, he you, is. You, yeah. You're supposed to. But Justin Long doesn't get enough credit. He did so good. Enough credit for the roles he takes because he is he's a he's a horror movie like aficionado. Yeah, and was so, that one? Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. But he was also in Tusk. He was yeah. also in, uh, he's in the new Goosebumps, and it kills that role. Huh. But Barbarian, Barbarian was by far like. And he plays a, like, yeah. a, like, like, at first, you're intended to think that he's some sort of victim. It's all this whole, like, kind of subversion of expectations of who's the victim versus who's the villain. And you think he's a victim of a woman saying that, you know, he took advantage of her and then it becomes pretty clear based on his actions throughout the film and the things that he's saying that he is he was the he was the villain yeah. in that situation. And I again, I was like watching this movie, not letting myself get scared or letting myself get into the experience. And I'm just like, oh, I love that they just did that. Yeah. That was yeah. so fun. To, to to think about that. I'm weird. No. I'm kind of a dork. It's really good. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. And so, so and yeah, really, really good one. My, Did so, you watch Slother House? No, but I heard of it. Is it's it good? A, it's, I didn't watch it. No? It's, the villain is a sloth? Yeah. I, yeah. Stabbing I, people? Yeah. Which I think it's is kind of like your Jaws pick and the slasher pick <laughs> in like, one. One. So anyway, that's our episode, right? right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, guys, well, Mark, for everybody, is to go watch <laughs> Slother House and leave a comment. It's like, it's like well, so uh, yeah, that's our show today, guys. We are so glad that you are here. We are so glad that you stopped by. Uh, please let us know what we did in the comments. What did we do right? What did we do wrong? What was your slasher villain or your supernatural villain? Or hey, maybe you got a better monster than a giant shark and a monster with daddy issues we want to know all right so leave us a five-star comment and if you don't uh, i guess one of these villains going to come see you so all right guys y'all have a great day and we will Hello. talk to you later we're going to talk and next week we're going to be talking about video game movie villains and so it's going to be a street fighting good time it's going to be good it's going to be good see you later guys <laughs>